Almost fucked that up. Yeah. I got it, though. What's up, guys? Welcome to Save Continue Podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. This here's Tom Shelby. Hi, guys. Uh, Sinead's, uh, you know. Absent. You know. Anyway, we get together every week and talk about video games and shit. Uh, we, uh, we're feeling good today. I want to talk to Tom. Tom, how are you feeling? Pretty good. I'm a little sleepy. Yeah, I'm a little sleepy, too. But I'm good. Uh, I overslept this morning. Um... That was because I was up too late playing video games. What were you playing? Borderlands and Mortal Kombat. That's right. Yeah. Border Kombat. Uh-huh. Be a very different game. You know, I thought about what, who I would want in Mortal Kombat. And I think it would be really cool if Doom Guy was in Mortal Kombat. That is actually a pretty good fit. Yeah, I thought it would be really cool if Doom Guy was in Mortal Kombat. I'd rather see a Kako Demon. <laughs> <laughs> Just floating yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Uh, could play like Modoc from Marvel 3. Like, you could incorporate like a bunch, like, I would say three of his weapons. Yeah. Uh, not counting the chainsaw. Oh, like, I thought you were just talking about Kako Demon. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, does Kako Demon have more than, more than fireball and bite? I, I mean, feel like all he has is fireball and bite. You got these horns. He never uses them, though. He just fireballs and bites. In Mortal Kombat, he'd probably use them. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that'd be funny. Yeah. But no, I feel like uh like obviously Doom Guy can punch real damn hard. Uh so you got but he would also have a shotgun. Uh I bet he would have his rocket launcher, his chainsaw, and Rocket Launcher. Rocket launcher. <laughs> uh and maybe his mach- his machine gun. Sure. But uh I think that'd be really cool. And I think his fatality would be him just dismembering you with his bare hands. You'd only need one fatality because he's really awesome. Fatality would have to be BFG. Okay, so he had, so he'd have one where he dismembered you with his bare hands, and then the other one would be BFG. He'd shoot it at you, or he could take you to he could like open a portal to hell and push you through it, and then the demons would rip you apart. I think like the BFG fatality like loads up on him, mm-hmm. holding it, pointing it at the opponent. Yeah, and then it cuts to the opponent's side, and it's the entire roster. Because, you know, it clears out a room. Yeah. And so everybody dies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it'd be because, like, well, like, and then you think about, like, everybody's in, you go through the uh, the tower mode, and everybody's, everybody's ending is based around their ability to go back in time and change stuff or whatever. Uh, I wonder what he, I don't think he would, I think he would go back in time just so he could do everything that he just did again. Sure. Because he relishes the combat. Is he pixelated when he goes back? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be cool. Uh, But, um, yeah, so I was just, I was just up really late last night playing Mortal Kombat. I've been, I'm practicing a lot, Tom. Like, you you told me that, because, you know, I've said this before, that I'm a fledgling fighting game fan. I, I, my, my interest in the genre has increased significantly over the past year. Um, and I can't really point to sp- specifically what kind of spurred that on. I think that you getting me Street Fighter V definitely was a catalyst to that. But um, and I think you only did that because I expressed some kind of interest in in, in uh, fighting games. Yeah. Um, but you know, over the past year, I've just been, I've I'm fascinated uh, by it. Not just by like the the, not just by playing them, but like 
one of the things that I like about fighting games, and I think that a huge component of uh, fighting games is the amount of strategy uh, involved. And I like, I feel like when I win in a fighting game, I, I feel like it's because I outsmarted my opponent uh, a lot of the time. Like I, like I, I thought three steps ahead when he was only thinking two steps ahead and something like that. Sure. Um, and you know, I think that the, I think that the thrill of victory in a fighting game is not something that I've felt in any other genre. You know, I've, I've, I think about the times that I've won at first person shooters, uh, or, you know, I've won at, you know, in other genres and it just, it never felt like the way it feels when you, when you beat someone in a fighting game. Um, especially someone who you know is better than you like yeah. from a skill standpoint and you somehow still come out on top because they miscalculated or they got complacent or whatever. I think that has a lot to do with, like I get the same feeling from fighting games as when I went in a puzzle game. Right. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that it's one-on-one on one right. rather than a team. And winning with a team can be very fulfilling as well. Sure. But, yeah. Um. You know, I, I showed you a video uh, recently of someone who I was playing, because I, I made Jax in Mortal Kombat 11, and he was playing as Garrus. Um, and he was a very he was very good with his character. He definitely knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, there's, there's something about, so for those of you who don't know, in Mortal Kombat, uh, starting with, I don't remember when it started, but like it started like at least a decade ago where you could, um, you could do mercies. Instead of doing a finishing move, you can you can show mercy on your opponent one time, give them a portion of their health back, and they could get another chance at winning. And the only time people do mercy, the only time where people do a mercy is when they feel confident that if they gave you your health back, they could just beat you again. Sure. And I feel like it's a it's kind of a uh, it's a way I think of showing dominance, and I think in a way that because if, if I feel like it's a kind of showing off. It's that, a taunt, is what it yeah, is. Yeah, like because like. I think fatal- fatalities were always meant to be like just rubbing your face in it mm-hmm. and kind of uh, just, you know, kind of putting an exclamation point on the fact that, hey, I just beat you. If you boil it down to what it is at its core, it's a taunt, right? Yeah. I understand that it gives the other character a second chance and some yeah. life back, right? But what is a taunt in a fighting game? Yeah. It's an animation that basically gives the other opponent a chance to get in. Right. And that's what this is doing. Yeah. Uh, And so there's a, there's a definitely uh, when you're on the receiving end of, of, uh, of a mercy, like there's a, there's definitely a feeling that it invokes that I think it is meant to invoke. Um, And, you know, it, and I think that a lot of the time when, and I've like when, in watching, you know, watching other people be on the receiving end of it, it seems like, like that, that kind of emotion kind of affects how they play. Like after the mercy it takes effect, and you know they're like, you know, I'm I gotta beat this guy now that he's not that he's done this. Yeah, and that was definitely a feeling that I had. Uh, but the feeling, but I was I was reasonably certain that he was gonna beat me, and it was a split second of miscalculation on his part, and I and I capitalized on it, and I ended up beating him. Well, it's funny too because like the video you sent me of the match, like he's got, after the mercy, he's got like a 50% life lead. Yeah. And you still beat him, you know? It's yeah. not like he was close to death and you hit him once. Yeah. You know, so that was cool. Uh, and there was a, like, there was... And I think had he not had that life lead, he wouldn't have done it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and the feeling that I got, um, 
when I landed that uh when I landed that killing blow on him was just like it was so <laughs> like like I can't I can't describe it. And I'm the kind of person who like if I play some if like I get a matchup with someone on online, I will hit that rematch button yeah. as many times as they will play against me. Um you could be like and I will get beat over and over again until you're done beating me up. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Um but like like ten like that one win yeah. was worth the six losses. Sure. Uh and you know, I you know, I, I expressed to you over text messages like, man, I really feel like I just feel like my I feel like my skills aren't progressing in the way that I thought they would. Mm-hmm. Um and you kind of reinforce the fact that like fighting games are that genre where you there's like you gotta put a lot of time in. Oh, it's interesting. I think that's what, what I like about them and why why a lot of people find them so rewarding and why a lot of people don't want to play them. Right. Because fighting games is one of, not the only genre, but one of the only genres I can think of where it's almost like learning an instrument. Like it really is, right. you know? And that takes time, you know? Yeah, like tens of hours, yeah. maybe hundreds of hours of practicing, you But know? because of that, it's more rewarding, yeah. you know? And that's why I, I don't care for the simplification of a lot of fighting games. Sure. Um, and by that, I mean like, you know, games where it's like, any direction and a button does a move that doesn't have the execution barrier because the, ex- uh, the execution barrier is what makes it like learning an instrument. Sure. You know, um, I heard this, uh, you know, I heard this quote from, from a retired pro wrestler. I can't remember what his, what his name was. I don't remember who said it, but like, because of the nature of pro wrestling yeah, and you know, the, the scripted nature of pro wrestling, he was like, I've never felt the thrill of victory or the sting of defeat. Um, because outcomes are predetermined. And I feel like that is why that, like that sentiment is also why I've shied away from, from, you know, simpler fighting games, you know, games that like have been like really, really, really simplified. Yeah. Like in the way that, um, in the way that you told me that, uh, that, 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 uh, blaze strangers. Yeah. Have been. Um, because I think that. Winning in a game like that is cool, and I'm sure that you know people. You know people who play the game, they enjoy winning. But when I play a game like playing a game like uh, like Mortal Kombat 11 or Street Fighter, mm-hmm. um, or games that are like far beyond me, like Guilty Gear or Blaze Blue, you know, I feel like winning in a game like that that is like technical and like so full of like those tiny split second windows. Yeah, I feel like that that feeling is magnified times a thousand. And to be clear, like the, that style of fighting game, right? Whether it's Blade Strangers or Rising Thunder sure. or whatever it might be, uh, I do think that there's still skill involved, right? right? But those are more about when should I do this, right. not how and when should I do it. Right. Uh, and it's almost just a, like it's almost a different genre, yeah. you know? But uh, nothing against them. Sure. Yeah. Um, I just I don't think that I would get as much out of a game like that versus a game, you know, like uh, uh, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter or yeah. hopefully Samurai Showdown. Um, you know, think about it. I haven't played Samurai Showdown since I was maybe 10 or 11 years old. Um, yeah. So, like, I know 5 Special was not the last one. I know there was an Xbox 360 one, which yeah. I did not play. Uh the last Sam Samurai Showdown I can remember playing was on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just it's so it's so weird uh, because like five years ago, 
I mean, hell, a year and a half ago. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't remember, I couldn't recall, like, uh, enthusiastically anticipating the release of a fighting game. Um, and it's just, it's, it feels really awesome, you know, yeah. and it feels like a, a, um, it's a, it's a pastime that like I'm enjoying more than I could have ever imagined. Like I'm not, I don't feel like I'm good at fighting games. Uh, at I this don't point. either, but at the same time, like it's just, there's nothing like, like that kind of competition, you know? Um, Here's the thing that I think you need to realize. And I think that a lot of fighting game players don't realize is that you are better than average. Even if you're losing a lot, you're better than average because the average person playing these games mm -hmm. can't throw out a fucking special move, sure. you know? And that's nothing against them. They're just not willing to put in the time to learn how to do a Hadouken or whatever it might be. Sure. You know, if you're, if you're doing basic stuff like that and you understand all the mechanics of the game, you are above average. Yeah. You know, you know it's funny because I think about back when I was a kid, um, and, uh, and street fighter two was, was the fighting game. You right. know? Um, and I would watch people in the arcade, um, or I listen to my friends at school talk about it. And, um, and like, they would talk about doing Hadouken stuff. I'm like, how do you, well, yeah, like back how, then it seemed like fucking cheat codes. Yeah, like how, yeah. like how do you do a hood? Like how do you yeah. know how to do that? Um, and I would even, I think about, I thought about, um, I would see Art of Fighting in the arcade all the time, and I tried it once or twice. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, in Art of Fighting, like most fighting games of the time, would have every after every second or third fight, they would take you to a bonus level. Uh, and so one of the bonus the in the arcade in the arcade version of Art of Fighting. You could either be Rio or or Robert, okay. depending on like your preferences. Um, so I always chose Rio because he's just he's he's cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like his bonus level was like he so he had a fireball, but his bonus level was you had to like there was a there was a board like a standing board, and you'd have to you would try to break the board with his with his uh, powered up version of the fire of the fireball. Mm -hmm. So the inputs were showing me. Basically, it would tell you how to do it, and then the inputs were like half circle forward. Yeah, but like that was like there were that was so many arrows, and I was yeah. like, wait, how? Well, and even a lot of people that don't understand see that input and they think that you're well, you're gonna press down and then down yeah. forward and then forward. Yeah, they're not gonna know to roll it. You know, sure, uh, which is really funny. Well, that's another thing too is that uh, you know I was talking to you about doing com doing combos in Mortal Kombat 11. And how I had gotten better at those combos by realizing that I'm not pushing each button individually. Right. I'm sliding my thumb across the buttons. Yeah, uh, and that I don't quite understand. Uh, but I need to watch you do it. You know? Yeah, so like, um, and you, and that's not to say that you can't land it, land the combos by pushing each button individually. You just have to, yeah. be, you have to be really quick. Um, I, and I think you're talking about playing with thumb. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, as far as playing, and that, and we were talking before the uh, before the show uh, uh, about, you know, what would the difference that would the different experience that I would have playing on a pad versus playing on a stick, and like, because I can I can I can easily visualize playing uh, fighting games or specifically this fighting game on a pad because I just been doing it right, uh, but like for some reason the idea of playing on a stick is just like the concept escapes me. And the last game, the last fighting that I played on a stick was 
uh, Tekken 5. Yeah. And that's because I spent the money to get the fighting stick with it. Yeah. yeah. So I felt like I had to. Um, I mean, the whole thing with arcade sticks is an interesting thing, right? We've had arcade sticks. I mean, fucking the NES had the, sure. the advantage, right? Like right. That's technically an arcade stick. But when it comes to fight sticks, sticks that were made for fighting game players, I think the earliest example you can look at was either importing from Japan to get a Hori stick, mm-hmm. or you could get what was called a Moss stick. And that was probably the most common here in the United States. Sure. You can't even find those now. Right. Like even on eBay, you can find like one or two that people are trying to sell for like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. You know? Do they not make them? Or uh, yeah, the company's been defunct for okay. years. Um, but like the whole point was, you know, the arcade is where the people were playing these games. Sure. So playing on a controller was weird. Was foreign for them. You sure. know. Um, it's it's why Smash it's a large part of the reason why Smash wasn't accepted for a long time because fighting games were looked at as uh, almost poverty games. Right. You know, you couldn't afford to have a console at home, right. so you had to go to the arcade, and this is how you played, right? Right. Smash Brothers, obviously, you have a console at home, so these are the rich guys, and that's right. that's one of the reasons Smash was looked down upon, uh, which I think is fucking stupid. Sure, but it's there. Um, but like I think for you and even for me, like, did I go to arcades as a kid? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But, like, when I played Street Fighter 2, the majority of it I played on Super Nintendo with a pad. Right. You know, so that's that's what I grew up using, and that's what I was used to. That said, uh, even then, for a lot of things, uh, I used my fingers on the face buttons, right. not my thumb, you right. know, which is why people love the Saturn pad so much. Sure. Right? And it's why Mad Cats and Hori now have made... Uh, six button fight pads right you know to to try to mimic that right but you know so let's let's so let's talk about the uh because you you ordered a bunch of parts to build your own uh, uh fight stick i did uh so tell tell me something tell me a little bit about that uh i mean what do you want to know like what i ordered why i wanted to do fight stick or like what so i wanted to do fight stick because i typically play with my fingers on the face buttons. Right. Um, I told you, I think it's going to be a learning process. I sure. think my right hand is going to feel great. And I think my left hand is going to be a little bit lost at first, sure. <laughs> you know, uh, not that I haven't held an arcade stick, but done it plenty of times, but like for fighting games, it's a little foreign to me. Right. Um, so it's going to be some practice for sure. But I think my my left hand will appreciate it because my left hand hurts playing on a pad. Sure, I like playing on a pad. Yeah, but it's it's painful at times. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I looked. At, I was telling you, I looked at retail sticks, right? Mm-hmm. And re- retail sticks range in price greatly. You can get some for fifty dollars. You can get some for four hundred dollars. And those are it's very much you get what you pay for. Yeah, very much so. But yeah. I found that even at the highest that you were willing to spend for a retail stick, which the most expensive stick I could think about now is the Victrix Pro, which is a relatively new stick. It's extremely nice. Yeah. Uh, but even the higher-end sticks cannot do what you can do with a stick that you make yourself. Right. So ordering parts, and we'll see how that goes. So what exactly, what are you looking, when you're building, when you're building your own stick, like what exactly are you looking for that retail sticks can't do? Uh, I'm looking for being able to customize certain things, right? Like with most retail sticks, you could change out the buttons and the, the stick itself. Right. 
I say most because some do not give you enough space in there. If you're getting something like a RAP4, which is probably this generation's most common stick, uh, you know, those come with, the first generation came with a Hori Hayabusa stick, which mm-hmm. some people like, some people hate, and with Kuro buttons, which seems like everybody hates. Now they come with a Hayabusa stick and Hayabusa buttons, which people seem to like. Um, you can change out the buttons, no problem. You can change out the stick depending on what kind of stick you want to put in there. Because it's a plastic body, there's a lot of plastic supports in there to keep it sturdy, you know, right. which makes sense. Uh, to fit certain things, you'd have to cut away some of that plastic. And I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't have the time for that shit, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, so room in a case, right? So this gives me a lot of room. Any stick, whether I want to put it in a Samitsu or a Sanwa or a fucking Korean stick or a hap stick, right? Hap is what we use in American arcades, hap buttons and hap sticks. Right. Uh, I could do it. So I'm looking for that because because I don't know a lot about fight sticks, right? I'm getting all Samitsu parts. What if I fucking hate those parts? Yeah. And I'm just stuck with the stick that I can't mod. Uh, this route, well, I don't have to replace the whole thing. I can just replace the buttons, which are dirt fucking cheap. I can replace the stick, which is pretty cheap, yeah. you know? Um, so what makes the what makes up the bulk of the cost when you're constructing your own stick? The PCB, depending on what PCB you choose. Okay. And what's that going to determine? It's going to determine your input delay, and it's going to determine what platforms you can play it on. Right. Um, so can you conceivably build yourself a universal stick? Yeah, so the PCB I'm getting is the Brooks Universal Fight Board. Okay. Uh, and it's not universal, but like it works with basically anything last-gen and current-gen. Okay, so you can plug into your Xbox, PS4, Xbox PC. 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, PC, Switch, Wii U... PlayStation Mini, right. Neo Geo Mini, yeah. like you know, a, okay. a lot of a lot of things. Uh, you could then add the Brooks Retro Board onto that. Basically, you have two boards sandwiched on top of each other, right? And be able to play things going back to the NES. Not everything, like Genesis, the way that controller connects is a little bit weird. So yeah. what work with doesn't work there, you know? But yeah. like Saturn, PlayStation One, Two, whatever, uh, Dreamcast, GameCube, it all works, right? So I think that's another advantage. Sticks nowadays, the most common you see is PS4 and PC. You see some that are PS3, PS4, PC, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PC, you know. But I like the fact that I'll be able to play on basically any platform that I own, you know. Yeah. Uh, So that's nice because while I'm spending more out the gate for all these parts, I would be spending the money on multiple sticks for different consoles then sure. now i don't have to do that uh, it's also convenient because the the body i'm ordering is modular so if i decide i want to go with a hitbox which i don't see happening for fighting games but maybe for rhythm games i'd like that right or for tetris i might like that you know yeah uh or a mix box i could pretty easily and cheaply do that you know so i'm excited for that stuff it's gonna be fun so are you looking to just increase your like let me, let me ask you this does being competitive in your chosen fighting game matter to you or are you just building it to just have just enjoy the game more? I mean, it depends on what you mean by, by competitive, right? Because like the nature of fighting games is competitive. Sure. Right? But I mean, like, you th- like would you? Uh, I don't think it's going to instantly make me better. But are you looking for it to kind of, you know, uh, increase, increase your performance potential in a given fighting game? Yes, only because I think my right hand will feel better okay. while playing for extended periods yeah. of time. Um, and it's also just fun. Yeah. Like, I like the idea of building this thing 
Frankensteining it together, sure. making it look however I want it to look. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fun thing. Uh, not to mention, like, you know, people look at these controllers, and any controller for that matter, whether it's a racing wheel or a pad or whatever right. it might be, and say, well, this is good, but, like, I don't want to buy a controller just for Forza. Right. I don't want to buy a controller just for Street Fighter, right? right? Which I totally get, but, like, dude... Now, literally any beat em up, I'm going to be playing on this thing. Right. You know, like it's right. going to, it's not just going to be fighting games. It's going to be a lot of arcade games. Right. If I play Pac Man or Donkey Kong, it's going to be on this, you know? Yeah. So that sounds really cool. Um, you know, it's been so long since I've, I'm trying to think about the last time that I actually bought a, um, a, uh, a, a con- like a different controller. Hotas. Yeah, well, I didn't buy that. That was gifted to me. Okay, that's a nice gift. Yeah, uh, you know, and you know, and I think I think about like, and I I, I at the, when I when it was gifted to me, I had been considered I considered buying it, and it is you know it would have been a controller that I bought specifically for one game. Yeah. Um, but it's like it was like sixty bucks, so you know, steel it's, battalion. <laughs> well, talk about buying a controller for one game. <laughs> um, Someone's gonna argue that oh you can use that in this game and that game. No, you can't. Yeah. Uh but you know, I the idea of of buying a controller for one game isn't isn't necessarily very unattractive to me, you know, especially if I if I spend a lot of time with the game. DJ Hero. Yeah. Uh you know, and you know, I think about also, you know, um I think about how much time I spend with Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um and you know like if I if if I take a look at it with with like hours played versus dollars spent, yeah, then I feel like I would, you know, I'd feel like I'd come out ahead on that. Um, and then I think, and I think about you know racing games, right? So, you know, there if I, like there's a racing game that I'm really really into, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I I can see myself like if I if I had the uh, the the income to back it up. Like I could see myself buying a, a racing wheel specifically for for Dirt Four or whatever. Whatever it might be, right? DDR yeah. pad. Like it doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, and but like the idea, and and there's something there's something to uh, uh, the idea of doing something like that. And like I think that I take. I think it also depends on how like how seriously do you, how seriously are you into that game? Like yeah. like how much time, how much of your video game playing time is dedicated to that game? Uh, and I would say that as far as Mortal Kombat 11 is concerned, 95% of my video game time is taken up by that game. Sure. So, and you know, that's the whole thing, right? Like, you know, and I've shown some of this stuff in our Instagram and whatnot. Like I've modded several controllers. I buy a lot of weird third party controllers. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's, it's not necessarily always the smartest purchase, but it's, oftentimes like incredibly useful sure and like that's your point of contact right you know with regardless of what game you're playing whether it's this keyboard or this mouse or whatever it might be like that's your point of contact with the game right um so i think it can be very valuable uh yeah i don't know and like i don't know that i would i probably would buy it if i was just playing fighting games on it but like the fact that I will probably play a lot of other games. Well, I think that's the kind of added bonus too, right? Like I'm like Thumper. I will definitely play Thumper on this thing, you sure, know. Sure. But, and I, I think it's an added bonus that you can yeah. get enjoyment out of other video games with it. Yeah. Um and you know, I I don't and like I said, I don't know that I've ever looked at 
you know, like I've been playing on the PS4 for I don't know how long has the PS4 been out? Six years? A while, yeah. Uh, and like I'm that. and like uh, with the exception of the of that Thrustmaster that I have, PS4 has been fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, and but that's also because like we talked about it on our controller input video yeah. that like you have to have. A universal option, and that's sure. why these consoles ship with a controller, right? Right. It makes sense, but you know, and like, but but at the same time, for like, for the last six years, because how many fighting games have come out since <sighs> since so many since the PS4 launched, right? So many. And so, like, I was never into fighting games to the point where I would consider buying another controller, yeah. right? Like, even like I like I love Mortal Kombat, right? But like for Mortal Kombat for Mortal Kombat Ten, like. I wasn't in like I was into it, but not to the point where one I never played that game online, not once. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like and that also like speaks to the fact that like you know I was into it, but into it enough to pick it up and play against the computer uh, when I wanted to play it, like and never against another human. And and then I never, think we played it locally once. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, we played it. We played it locally a bit when I first got the game. Yeah. Um, but like I was never thinking about being competitive with it. I would sure. never think about going to tournaments or anything like that. And, and me neither. Like not really. Yeah. You know, you asked a, a bit ago. You know, do I want to be competitive? And like, no. Like I, I play these games for fun. Sure. You know, I sure. like getting online. Sometimes I get my ass handed to me. Sometimes I win a bunch. Yeah. It, it goes both ways. Uh, I want to get into the scene, the local scene, and that involves going to some tournaments. Right. But am I going there with the intent of winning? No, I'm not. Right. You know. Well, who was it that you said that like if you're if you're not if you're not having fun doing it, then you're losing. Infiltration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that there's a lot to that. And you know, I've always I've said for a long time that the moment a video game starts feeling like work, I check out. Right. Um, and don't get me wrong, there is effort that goes into. Well, it's funny too because he says this to Mike Ross. Mike Ross takes it extremely personal, and then Mike Ross disappeared. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like, you know, there came back with shaggy hair. Really <laughs> weird. You know, there, there, like, don't get me wrong. There is effort to getting good at whatever video game you, you want to get good at, you know, regardless of the genre or, uh, or, you know, the type of game it is. But at the same time, like, there has to be a balance there, right? Like, you have to enjoy what it is you're doing. Yeah. Like, does, does a certain amount of frustration come from, uh, come from whatever your favorite hobby is? Sure. It has to. Right. Uh, but, you know, that is also tempered by your enthusiasm for it, right? If, if you know, I like, you know, I love, you know, I love Mortal Kombat. You know, I love, I love playing it. But if the, at the moment that I, I pick up the controller, turn the game on, and I'm just going through the motions, that's the last time I play Mortal Kombat. Well, it's funny you say that, right? Like, I used to be big into competitive Call of Duty. And I really liked uh, Team Optics, specifically Optic Scumpy. So you watch, you can go on YouTube and see like old videos of them in, in the team house, you know, where they're all training together. And they're sitting side by side at a long table, not too dissimilar from this. Right. With their Xbox controllers, looking at their individual monitors in silence, just like robots, you know, and yeah. it feels like a fucking assembly line almost, you yeah. know. Yeah. And like, then you look at it like, are you... Like, are you enjoying what you're doing? Yeah. And, you know, enjoying again, that money, sure. That Call of Duty money, <laughs> you know, and, but you know, there, 
if you're not having fun with it, then it's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you know, winning tournaments and getting money and like, I'm sure all that shit is really awesome. Yeah. But at a certain point you have to, you know, you have to think about like, is this making me happy? And when I think about, when I think about my time with fighting games and you know, how I play them and how I approach them, you know, I think about them in that, like, I just want to, I just want to have a good time, yeah. you know, and, you know, I, so I've taken to, um, I've been getting on Facebook and, and talking to my friends who have Mortal Kombat and we set up, like we set up lobbies and, nice. and, uh, and, you know, we just play, you know, I've and been doing that with Undernight for a yeah. couple of weeks now. Yeah. So we just like, we just get on there and we play like, you know, we, you know, we win, like sometimes we win, sometimes we lose and, you know, but like, it's always like the whole time we're playing, we're just like, we're talking to each other about like like what we did in that last match and our mm-hmm. performance and like we like we're laughing at our we're laughing at each other and stuff like that and it's a really good time and i think that if i couldn't have that with you know if i couldn't have that with the game there wouldn't be any point like because i could like i could go online and play against people all day yeah. and i have done that like just 10 hours one day just like i just playing on match after match after match but like and and it is cool to it's it's you know I enjoy doing that but at the same time there's like there's definitely something to like playing with people that you know and you know and just like it, whether they're in the same room or across the country right like playing with people that you know and talking shit to each other and laughing together that's you know, that's what it's that's where the enjoyment comes from for me there, and there's that's a good point there's two big reasons I want to get involved in our local FGC. Uh, one is that playing locally more, yeah. right? With people that, you know, obviously I don't know them yet, but, sure. uh, you know, sure. hopefully make some friends. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. And why, so why do I want to play locally? One, because it's people, you know, right. Two, because fighting games, I feel like more than any other game, it's way different playing locally than it is online. Oh, absolutely. From a gameplay standpoint, because, because of slowdown, because of audible cues, you yeah. know, uh, plenty of, of Street Fighter players talk about like when you're sitting next to your opponent, being able to hear them trying to mash a wake up dragon punch, you know, so you know what they're going to do because you can hear what they're going to do. Right. You know, right. uh, stuff like that. And there's like this and like as, as hokey as it sounds, there's kind of like a different energy to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I like, for example, like I like there's a, I get a lot. Like when you would come over and we played Mortal Kombat for a few hours and, you know, I got, I get a lot out of that versus, you know, if we had been playing like, like we, when we would play Street Fighter from like, you'd, you'd be at your house. I'd, I'd be over at my apartment and like we'd play it. And that was, that was fun. But I always felt like, you know, it's, it was always more fun when we were playing in the same room. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm not. I'm all, I'm not at the level where I'm picking up on audio cues or anything like that, but it's more for like. But like if somebody, if you knock somebody down mm-hmm. and they're getting up, hammering a bunch of buttons, yeah. you I know, know they're I trying should, to do a wake up I should, attack. I should, I should block. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, you know, and I, I think that like it was, it's so weird because I think about my favorite video game genres over like over the course of my life. And at one point in my, in my, during my childhood, it went from, it went from brawlers. Yeah. To JRPGs. <laughs> And then uh, from JRPGs to first-person shooters, yeah. And then from first-person shooters to uh, like like heavy story-driven like experiences, like Last of Us and and things like that. And now, like 
what am I excited for games like Cyberpunk and Watch Dogs 3? Absolutely. For sure. But at the same time, like not at this point, like nothing like like even like like you know better than anyone else how obsessed I had been with like everything having to do with space. Right. And I was like, do I still love Elite Dangerous? Absolutely. Do I still love No Man's Sky? Absolutely. I'm excited to play No Man's Sky in VR when that comes out. But like nothing has like there's like I, I, I compare my enthusiasm for the VR announcement for No Man's Sky yeah. to my enthusiasm for that Shang Tsung trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's just, it's night and day. Like, like I was, yes, I was excited for, for VR No Man's Sky, and I absolutely cannot wait for that to come out. But when I saw that Shang Tsung trailer, the first time I heard him say, your soul is mine, mm. and, like, I was just, like, I felt fucking amped. And, you know, I, there's, there's nothing that has matched the like I've been excited for other shit before, but I feel like there's nothing that has matched the kind of excitement that I have, that I feel for like all things FGC, and it's just really fun to me. For me, it's always been, and we've talked about it on the show before. Like I've I've had friends who you go to their Steam account and you start reading the reviews that they've done on games, mm-hmm. right? And they've played X game for a thousand hours. And leave it a bad review. I'm right. like, well, why'd you play it for a thousand hours if then? You, you know, like, like literally a thousand yeah. hours. Why would you do that if you don't like it? Uh, but like we, we've talked about, it, I've mentioned this many times, is that with each generation, I'm excited for everything, right? The Last of Us, Death Stranding, whatever it might be, Doom. Right. Uh, but those are games that I'm going to play and then I'm going to put down. Right. And then I always have something that I play throughout the course of the entire generation. And that's usually a Tetris or a fighting game or something like that. Now, does that mean I'm playing it every single day? No, but like when I'm bored and I don't want to, I don't want to play something, you know, really involved uh, story-wise. Like fighting games, Tetris, whatever it might be, rhythm games, like that's great to just throw on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, to me, that value, like, you know. Yeah, I bought Street Fighter 4, I guess, four times because I bought different versions of the game as it was iterated on, right? Sure. But, like, the value I got out of that, I probably should have paid them, like, $600, sure. you know? Sure. Um, yeah. And it will, and then there was that whole, it's funny that you mentioned that, like, and this is, like, totally different, but, you know. Uh, Played that shit for over a decade, you know? Like, yeah. well, <laughs> like, you, like, it's totally different, but, like, think about, Think about the conversation about uh, uh, um, the Order 1886. Yeah. And how, you know, like, like, this is not a $60 game because of, like, this is how short the game was, right? It was like, well, that depends on, like, how do you, like, how do do you value? What do you value? Like, because that could, that made that a $60 game to somebody. It was to me. You know, so you can't, like, like the, the value, like, people tend to, like, when, it's weird because when we talk when we talk about video games, not always, but very often we talk about time. Mo- money versus time spent. Yeah. Um. And you just think about like, did I get sixty? Did I get sixty dollars worth of fun out of the disc or out of what's on the disc? You but know? I think time spent uh, can be true in one way and not the other. In that, like, I don't think you can say the order is a bad game, not worth sixty dollars because it's six hours. Right. I do think you can say that my friend who played this X game for a thousand hours, that's probably a good game. You know, it's probably worth $60, you know? Yeah. 
Uh, like the argument does not go both ways on that, in my opinion. Sure, uh, and you know you don't you don't need to play a game for a thousand hours to know whether it's good or not. Right, uh, yeah, you shouldn't have to. And really, I don't. You need to play a game for six hours to know whether it's yeah. good or not. Um, well, actually, it's like, what do you value, right? I still think the Order eighteen eighty six is probably the best looking game on PlayStation Four right. currently. Right. Is that important to you? To some people, it is. To some yeah. people, it's not. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think that some people, the, the, the visuals alone were worth the price of admission. Yeah. Um, and because I, I, cause I, I think that when, you, when people say uh, that is not a $60 game, well, then you need to think about, like, what is the value of the effort that went into making that game? Right. And I, could, I have to imagine that Ready Hit Dawn would disagree with you. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, it's just, so when we think about, when I think about, like, how much I, I'm willing to spend on fighting game DLC. Yeah. You know, it's a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, I, th- I mean, look, there's there's bad examples of it, right? Like, DOA is a bad example of it. Sure. You're being predatory. You know, that's what you were doing. Right. But when Street Fighter asks you to pony up for a season pass or fucking Captain Commando skin that does nothing for you, I have no problem paying it. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, even Soul Calibur, right? Like I just bought Soul Calibur six this week, and I bought the season pass before I even played the game, right? You know. But. Um. Well, and like, and I always, you know, with Net, I feel like Nether Realm has always has been is usually really good with the DLC because it's usually a character. Mm-hmm. Um. Sometimes we're talking to costumes, but like it's usually a character that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, turtles. Which ironically. I never bought. I never bought the turtles. There's and still it's, time. It's it's funny because like I thought like before uh, before Injustice Two came out, I was like, man, I can't wait till those turtles come and out. We talked I'm about so it. So excited. We talked about and, it. And like I bought every character but turtles. There's still time. Uh, turtles in time. Sure. Yeah. I bought Hellboy, <laughs> but I only bought Hellboy because Hellboy was out and Turtles wasn't out. Yeah. I think if I if you asked me to choose between Turtles and Hellboy, I would have chosen Turtles. Was it Ron Perlman? Uh, it didn't seem like Ron Perlman. Okay. But you know, I don't know a whole lot about Hellboy, so I'm not even sure why I bought the bought that character. But yeah, um, it's funny because like now that I've been playing, um, now that I've been playing so much Mortal Kombat, you know, I've been I was wondering like I'm, I'm wondering how well my understanding of the workings of Mortal Kombat would carry over to Injustice. I mean, they're definitely different. Yeah. Um, but you know, like, like I'm willing to spend. Like I looked at. You know, I look at uh, because the uh, another room is selling the, um, or I guess I should say Warner Brothers is selling the uh, the DLC for Mortal Kombat 11. Like there, it's a the season pass or what is it called? Yeah, season pass uh, for forty bucks. And the only thing I know about it, forty bucks. The only thing I know about it is Shang. So I know Shang Tsung, Nightwolf, Sindel, Ash. So that we're thinking about ten dollars a character. Yeah. So I. I've paid ten dollars for a character before. I paid ten dollars for sure. each. I paid ten dollars for each character that I bought in Injustice Two. I think for season pass, regardless of what genre it is, yeah. If you expect people to pay for it, especially that amount, sure, that's almost the price of the game, right? That's right. two thirds the cost of the game. Tell me everything that's in it. I'll tell you everything that's in it. Now, does that mean that they have to reveal to you every character that's in it? No. But it'd be like, uh, this is how many this characters is what you're, you get. You're get this many characters. You're going to get this mode and that mode. You right. know, like yeah, yeah. Um, so like, otherwise I'm not buying and I'm, I'm very much like, so like there's I, a, there's another soul caliber character dropping for this season, right? Yeah. That I've paid for. I have no idea who it is. Yeah. But you know that but, like, I know that. I'm going to get one more character. Uh, so 
and like I think as far as buying the because I'm because what I what I am apt to do is just buy each character piecemeal. Yeah. Um, I think that's smart. I, for me, I, I'll go. I'll go for it when Street Fighter comes out with a new season pass or Soul Calibur or whatever it might be. Yeah, I'm gonna p- pay it, whether I like that character or not. Sure. I, I want the whole roster. Yeah, that's just how I am. So, and like because like if you and me are hanging out and maybe yeah. you like that character, I want you to be able to play that character. Yeah. You know? Uh. So they, from what I understand, and and they they've only said this is the case with Shang Tsung, but I have to imagine it's the case with all the characters that they're going to release over the life of the game. Yeah. Um. Like the season pass gets you uh, one week early access to that character. That's significant in fighting games. Yeah. So like that is the only thing that like if you want to be competitive. Yeah, that's the only thing that like I'm thinking about. Yeah. Uh, but then I also think about like at the level that I'm at, I don't imagine that that week will make a difference. Sure. So uh, misstep in marketing too for that because they could have easily like tagged it more more Shang for your buck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but uh yeah so like and you know am i ex- i'm excited about night wolf less so about sindel did you see that tweet i sent you from ed boone mm, it's ed maybe. boone phil spencer and maximilian dude ed boone puts out like would you like to see a a thunder skin oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah like i'm pretty sure that's gonna happen yeah between like those three talking about it and then double helix also tweeting about it pretty sure that's happening yeah yeah um which i don't care but sure. like it's cool i mean i don't i don't have the affinity for for chief thunder to really yeah um i'd rather see a t-hawk skin <laughs> uh, so i you know i'm you know i'm i i am apt to spend money uh on games i like and then again it's like money versus enjoyment that you get out of it right because i can see like i've like at this point i spent uh, I spent sixty dollars on that game. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine that by the time all those characters are released, I'll have spent a hundred dollars on that game. Yeah, um, and I feel that by this time, but at this time, I've already gotten what I feel is a hundred dollars or hundred fifty dollars of value out of that game. Yeah, but then again, like the conversion rate on time versus money isn't really work out that way, so I can't really say. But you know, I just I think that the way I, the way that I the way that I'm apt to spend my money outside of, you know, bills is spending it on things that I think will make me happy right. or bring some kind of enjoyment to my life. And I think that I'm willing to pay whatever I have to, to, to have that. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much into where Netherrealm is taking that franchise. Um, you know, I've, I've heard mixed things on, on, on this, but, you know, I honestly consider, you know, I love Mortal Kombat Nine, but I honestly consider uh, Eleven to be the best of the modern era Mortal Kombat's. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely like it. Um, I'm not as down on it as I was pre-launch. Sure, you know, I think there's things that need to be fixed, and they can be fixed. I I, uh, I very much enjoy the absence of Quan Chi. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you don't know they might they might add him in. Man, I hope not. I guess like they keep saying his name though. So well. Maybe. And, it's not confirmed, but like a lot of people think NRS is going to support this longer than they support most of their other games. They support most of their games for a year, right? Which is not long enough for fighting games, right? Um, so there's potential for them to do a second season pass, right? Uh, will they? Who knows? I hope so. I hope so. If, if they do one, I can almost guarantee you that Quan Chi will be there. And fighting games are so weird, right? With online communities, because there's some communities that you would expect to be th- thriving that are not. 
and communities that you expect to be dead that are still thriving. Yeah. Uh, example, Third Strike Online, the one that released last gen, yeah. I still find matches in that. I find more matches in that than I can find in the Street Fighter Anniversary version of Third Strike. I wonder why that is. Is it, because it's balanced? a better version. Are they balanced differently? or They are balanced differently in that the third strike you get with the anniversary collection is the arcade version. I you see. are getting the exact arcade version of all of those games. Okay. You know. Um, yeah. So, like, fighting games are weird. Yeah. Fighting. And, then, and then there's, like, Fightcade where you can play, like, basically any fighting game from any era online. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, fighting games are weird, but also... A surface level, uh, a surface level examination or surface level observation of the communities of each of these games is is uh, it's an interesting it's interesting to look at. It's an interesting spectrum. How is the Mortal Kombat community? <laughs> people are generally pretty cool. Really? Yeah, people are generally pretty cool. Um, and I compare what I've seen of the Smash community, and people seem people seem uh, less cool at but, a pro level for sure. Uh, but people seem pretty. People seem generally pretty cool in the Mortal Kombat community. I, yeah. I can't really speak to like what's the Street Fighter community like. Uh, I don't know. It seems okay. Like I don't really chat with randoms on on fighting games, you yeah. know. But like, people seem pretty respectful. I think also Capcom did a smart thing by like making Best of Three a thing. Sure, you know. So like, cause it's been a thing forever, but like actually implementing it into the game, yeah. I think was smart because then you don't have to worry about, is this guy going to be an asshole and dip or not? Yeah. So uh, sometimes they still do. Yeah. But so Mortal Kombat does first to five. Yeah. And so if you put it on competitive, instead of going to casual, you put it on competitive. Yeah. Then when you match it with somebody, then it locks you into that first to five. Okay. And then after that, then it'll like, do you want to go to the next person? Yeah. Or do you want to quit? So it's, it's really neat. But, uh. I was playing Mortal Kombat and this guy was just like, he was just like, like I just heard him over my, I just heard him over the speakers. Like, she's like, like, Hey, how's it going? Yeah. And I was, and I was like, and I, I, I was like, it's pretty good. He's like, yeah, right on. I just got off work. So I just want to play some more. I was like, we just had this conversation of like, that's yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, will, I will, I will say this. The worst person, the absolute worst person in the street fighter five community is James Sandusky. He talks a lot of shit. And he he does not back it up. He cannot. He is he cannot. the worst. Uh, His address is... He's a very passionate... He's a very passionate but misguided Street Fighter yeah. player. Uh, he is a fantastic Super Nintendo Killer Instinct player. Sure. But I mean... Yeah. That, How many of, the, of those are there? I mean, the, that, the, All the, two of them. The, the time... That, that, that game's time has passed. Uh Though, I will say this about James Sandusky. Yeah. As far as King of Fighters is concerned. Yeah. He's also very bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, man, I didn't even remember you guys played that together. We played like a, like a really quick set and I kind of just watched Which one? Uh, f shit. Not, f I want to say. 2002. 2002, probably. Yeah. Um. As far as the old ones, that seems to be where people go. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, he just, he cannot <laughs> respond to Andy Bogart. I love playing fighting games with James, man. Dang I it. love it. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> oh, man. He's a good guy. Yeah. Just, uh, you know. Yeah. Beat him. Yeah, just, you know, play different games, Andy. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, 
you know, I, I think that I think I can't I can't foresee my enthusiasm for this sort of thing dying down anytime soon. That's good. Uh, and especially because I like I've never enjoyed watching competition and anything else as much as I enjoy watching. Like I and I, I remember like I was I would sit there and watch. I would watch hours of of Street Fighter 5, of people playing Street Fighter Five. Yeah. Hours. And now, like when I'm at work, I'm watching. I'm watching literally hours of like I'll find someone that I like, and like I've been watching this guy play. I've been watching this one guy. Uh, I told you about a gun show. Yeah, I've been watching him play jacks. Oh, jacks, yeah, yeah. Like just jacks, like hours and hours. I, I happen to watch one as well. I just happened to come across my YouTube feed. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, he like it's him playing against other pros, and it's really cool. I think that's the best thing about like spectating, uh, you know, video games, is that like. You watch most other games, Dota, or even some shooters, and it can be hard to understand what's going on if you don't also play that game. Sure. Whereas fighting games, like, you know what's happening. Even if you don't play video games, you know what's happening. You, yeah. You, to, to, you know, to the extent that it would be entertaining. Sure. Uh, yeah. I have not watched a lot of 5. That's interesting that you've watched a lot of 5. I've watched very little 5. I've watched a shit ton of 4 over yeah. the years. But very little five. Like the, the, Well, like, if you go on Twitch, you it's, like, it's funny because you go on Twitch and you're like, I like there. Yeah, there are a lot of tournaments. Yeah, but like at any given time, you go on Twitch and there's some tournament happening. Oh yeah, and uh, like there's tournaments that you've never heard of, yeah. and it's just like it's. I mean, I tend to find myself going back and watching like top eights for the most part. Sure, you know, uh, but like it's it's interesting because I feel like the newer era of fighting games, and not all not all of them, but like a lot of the big ones have kind of slowed down and taken things back to basics. Yeah. Um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but like, it's funny because like, so there's a play style called playing lame, um, which is not a bad thing as, even though it would sound like a bad thing, right? It's probably changed the name, you know? Um, and what it refers to is like the way that Justin Wong plays, right? You, you play very defensively, you wait and then you go in and then you wait and you do very basic things to go in, not any of these high combos. And that's what I feel like most modern fighting games seem to be like when you're watching at a high level. Yeah. Uh, it's it's almost like taking turns. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because like uh, I'll, I'll watch Mortal Kombat, and then like there will be someone who is like or someone who was like blocking a combo. Yeah, and then the next person they block and they, they do their combo. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I've the more modern fighting games that I like to watch are like anime fighters. Sure. Really, you know. Sure. But uh, I'm anxious to see what's what the Samurai Showdown uh, scene is going to look like. Yeah. Um. I make to see like who's gonna like who were who's gonna Samurai be. Samurai Showdown's gonna be boring to watch. Yeah, no, I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be fun to play. I think, it's, uh, I think I, well, it's like I think that like I think what, what's gonna be what's gonna be fun about Samurai Showdown yeah. is I feel big like damage. Yeah, I think that I think that because Samurai Showdown is just nothing but like big damage yeah. and like very decisive strikes. Right, and it'll be it'll be fun to watch, like who rises to the top of that. Sure. Um, that being said, Justin I, Wong. Well, that being said, He's gonna I, win it. I just I think that if we're if if that game takes off, yeah, then Square needs to stop fucking around mm. with another Bushido blade. Too sweet. Yeah, there was another game that it's two D. It's a two D fighting game, indie game. Nidhog. No, and it's one hit kills, which I know Bushido blade isn't always one hit kills, but it pretty much is, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was it was similar. It looks god awful, but I mean, you know, it's. It, Taking a premise that has pretty much died, like nobody does that anymore, really. Yeah, I forget what it was called though. I just think that Bush- I think that the last Bushido blade we saw was over twenty years ago. Yeah, and I just I want another one. Yeah, 
Um, and I, I don't think that square is going to give it give us that. Did somebody but. have a gun in that game? I don't remember. I that. think one of the bosses has a gun. Oh yeah, like so, yeah. like so, like the last boss of the first Bushido blade. He literally <laughs> has a gun, yeah. which. <laughs> Yeah. Which like you like, which is so shitty because up to that entire point you've been fighting people with swords yeah. and spears and stuff, yeah, yeah. and then you get to the guy who's like, "No, I've just got a gun," because we're in the 20th century, so I use a gun. Yeah, I don't know if this character has existed in other Soul Calibers, but there's like this like fucking wizard in Soul Caliber Six who's got all these fucking fancy spells and shit flying all over the place, and here I am with swords. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, fighting games yeah. are weird. Yeah, people who play them are also kind of weird, um, but it's a good time, and I don't need nothing but. So, mm. closing thoughts, Tom. Uh, sorry, we've been talking so much about fighting games. Like Ryan had brought up, like he wanted to talk about fighting games, but we just did that, and blah, blah blah. And I was like, you know what? We can do whatever the fuck we want. So I, I guess I'm not sorry. I argue that if we could listen to Shanae talk about Kingdom Hearts for a decade, yeah. we can talk about fighting games a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and expect probably more of it. Don't get me wrong. This channel is not turning into a specific genre channel. Sure. It's not. It's just that, you know. But, uh, that's what we're into right now. We have. It's. I just feel like this is. we. Most times, Shanae is here with us. Yeah. And this is not a conversation that I feel like she can. Like, I don't. Like, it's, I don't think. That, I don't get the impression that she plays a lot of fighting games. We so. need to have Birdo on. Yeah, we should have Berto on. Because I know he's done, like, some locals and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, but, like, we we typically want to shy away from conversations where one of us can't, like, really take part. Yeah. Um, And so, like, when Shanae's not here, we talk about whatever we want. Yeah. So, it's not... She's the one who decided to have a dad. That's true. Uh, it's Father's Day, the day we're recording this, so... Yeah, so... Anyway, uh, guys, once again, thank you for listening, watching, whatever. Mm. Uh, yes. We'll uh we'll be back um you know whenever. Yeah. Uh, my name is Ryan. That's Tom. Goodbye. Later. <laughs>